God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity, you need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes, I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. It's the sisterhood for we. Let me tell you, there is something I just keep hearing the sister, sister song, the sister, sister theme song in my head. Sister, sister, you never know how much I miss you. Let me tell you, you don't even know how much you miss a sister you never even had until you find the sister you always wish you had or you begin to really embrace this sister that God has already put into your life. Sisterhood is complicated and messy and beautiful and hilarious and delicate and all of this these just incredible dynamics create a journey that women every woman has an opportunity to take whether you have a biological sister or you're just a woman in the world you have an opportunity to really create sisterhood because every woman needs another woman I believe that from the core of my being and sometimes we have those women for seasons sometimes we have them for a lifetime but there's nothing like being supported by another woman we're talking about sisterhood all month long and I have I get to have co-hosts that are sisters or have a special relationship under the sisterhood umbrella. Today, you're going to meet Breland and Brittany. They are six years apart. Breland says she's conservative and Brittany is a free spirit. So I have to investigate this because like, what does that even mean? And how has that shown up in their dynamic? One thing I know for sure is that this episode is really going to break your heart open in ways that you did not even know that you needed. And you're going to laugh like out loud so be careful watching this at work um i'm so interested in learning how they've navigated their differences and commonalities to strengthen their sister bond let's learn girls hi <laughs> i just want you both to know that i could hear breland calling you mother and it blessed my soul it brought me <laughs> sarah well i tell you she treats me like how long how long has this been happening let's talk about okay. it okay so honestly she whipped me when i was don't younger. Say that. let's get into had, it let's get into <laughs> it what happened yes she had extension cords like that she would keep around the house to beat me Brittany I did that one time (laughs) wait is it not true or did it just happen one time thank you confusion so I didn't keep them around the house you know when I would say stop you're not my mother I am your mother (laughs) listen to me and um she convinced me that I was adopted nice and um Brittany my parents adopted me but she had me oh she had me and my parents adopted me (laughs) so I had to listen to her while I'm her real mother so. <laughs> oh, but I only beat her once <laughs> well that that's great that's great that speaks to your love for her as a mother what is wrong <laughs> thank you what is wrong <laughs> Brittany do you want to defend yourself or are we just going to let this slide you know what honestly I'm just going to let her tell her side of the story I've wronged no man 
Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I only beat her one time. I was not keeping extension cords around. Her. Actually, I didn't even beat you. I just chased you. No, you don't remember. You did. I chased you because you was on the steps and you said, "Stop! I want mommy." I said, "I am your mommy." Okay. <laughs> Clearly, I shouldn't have been in the house. Okay. <laughs> clearly, clearly. What is y'all's age difference? Six years. Okay, so Brittany really did feel like she was in charge of you. Yes. Breland, at what moment did you realize, like, have you ever had a moment where you really realized, like, you are not the boss of me, like, honestly? Um, I think about maybe last year. <laughs> 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 okay. I- Cannot. Yeah, I'll probably say last year was the first year <laughs> I had, you know, my she son first will. She got smart with me. I yeah. see <laughs> Oh, I want the details. Can we have the details? When did she get grown? Well, look at who. Look at, look at who became a mother. I've only been married for seven say. years. Mm-hmm. You know, got three kids under my belt. You know, just all these th- bills. Yeah, you know, all the things. You know, all- Yes, but it's okay. She still treats me like, it's okay. I like it, you know. I'm like, okay, take care of me, you know. That's amazing. My real baby. (laughs) Brittany, what has it been like for you, though, to see her actually step into, like, adulthood and womanhood? Like, was it hard for you to see her do that transition? You know, honestly, it wasn't hard. It It was definitely interesting because I always felt like she was my baby. I think I... I don't know. I didn't have a really good time at your wedding. I don't think I had a really good time at her wedding. (laughs) Okay. This is the first time I'm hearing this. So if you see some blowout truth, it's because I'm hearing things for the first time. I was devastated. I mean, because I love her husband. Don't get me wrong. He is like one of my greatest friends these days. But I just was devastated. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's actually getting married. Like, Somebody else is going to be telling her what to do. (laughs) But when I realized that he was good for her and, you know, they were good together, I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to chill. I'm going to relax. And I saw her coming into her own. And I'm like, oh, she's a grown woman. Like, because I've always seen her teach. When she was a teenager, teaching for me, like seeing her teach the word wasn't like, Oh, you are grown. Cause she she did that when she was like seven. <laughs> oh, that wasn't really like her coming into um womanhood. I think when she had her baby, when she had Sophie, I was there with her. Her real mother yes. asked Didi for you when she yes. was. My real there. mother was not there. Her, was there. her your real mother was there. <laughs> stop saying so, that your real mother wasn't there. She's like, stop saying it. <laughs> no, but when she, the strength that she like endured bringing my niece into the world and just watching how graceful she was. I Girl, don't make me emotional. Stop. We are not doing that on this here podcast. <laughs> but um, I, it was just watching her handle that. I'm like, oh, this baby is like married and about to be a mom and she is grown like she is grown grown you did that huh yeah i did that. i did a good job <laughs> yeah, she was, she was. <laughs> she's so serious too that's what she's so serious <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but it wasn't hard. I think I was excited because I think that was the shift when we became friends. Because mm-hmm. before, I didn't really see her like one of my friends. It was like, you know, that's my little sister. That's my Yeah, I would agree. I would yeah. agree. After I had Sophie, that's when our relationship really shifted. Oh, really? She, she could yeah. be my friend. Yeah, because yes. we're six years apart. So mm-hmm. we went through life at different times. So... Mm-hmm. We have we always had fun together, but being able to relate to certain mm-hmm. things and communicate on the same level, um, we didn't always have that. But once I had Sophie, yeah, I probably would say, "Oh, that does make me a little emotional." I don't think I've ever thought about it. Yeah, but um, that was really like the moment where we had a shift where I would call her, and I have a picture where she's like holding me in the delivery room, mm-hmm. and this is when my water first broke. And when I tell you, I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna have no epidural." <laughs> What? I am good. <laughs> Gucci. Baby. That first contraction after that water broke, I was in that, I can't do this. <laughs> and Brittany was like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can do this. And she's holding me. And she realized once we like connected, I started breathing her same pattern. Wow. So she was holding me and I started breathing the same way she breathed. A woo to the woo 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 um but it took me out of a moment that i was in that i felt like i couldn't make it and she was there for me. I, I definitely can say our relationship skyrocketed from there so it's so interesting to hear that because i think a lot of sisters who have an age difference don't think that they can have like that best friend thing but you guys just came into it into adulthood what was it like before then were you just guys in the same house or was Brittany literally just kind of like your second mom and I can relate to that because like I'm Dexter Dexter calls me to this day that's he's my little brother who's like six foot three so not that little but he calls me like I'm his stepmom he calls me his god mom so I understand that dynamic where it's like child I raised you like you are my baby and I've had to like I think I'm just now coming to a place where like I guess you're grown I introduced him to his wife but I didn't mean for them to get married like when they got married like I need y'all to slow down and now I'm like having to like let them be grown yeah it's um it's definitely something you have to figure out and navigate through I think before it it was like a mother-daughter kind of relationship because mm-hmm. I was always inspired by Brittany um just her love for people she has like one of the biggest hearts like huge hearts for people um so always inspired by those things but you know she's your sister so she would irritate me and I remember one time I made her so mad I can't even remember why but I made her so mad and she was like I don't want to be your sister or something so I I wrote you don't remember I wrote you a letter oh now you you don't remember (laughs) I wrote her a letter okay now I was being funny at first but I really don't remember that remember when I wrote you a letter and slid it under your door was that in this house? Yes. Oh. I wrote her letter and I sent, <laughs> slid it under her door. And she said, um, she said, I, it's not that I don't want to be your sister, but sometimes you have to learn, you know, how to deal with me yeah, or something. Right, yeah, like, and I don't um, remember saying that. You did. I remember. It hurt my feelings really bad. That's why I only write re- it letters. It made you stronger. I- <laughs> what? <is that> <laughs> Breathe it. You know what? Breathe it. This is starting off real wrong. You, this was abuse. I, as I'm starting to sit here, for sure. This may for have been sure. like some abuse for in sure. there, like emotional. You're okay, a survivor. Like, You're like, a survivor, Breathe. I, I survived through this mug. True. Somebody, yes, I did that because oh. I'm starting to sit here. But I wrote her a letter and um, 
from those moments you learn you know just we have differences we're sisters yeah. in the same house but we were different Brittany is more of a free spirit um very conservative you know <laughs> laid back um so we had different desires. wait what does it mean um, what what does it mean for Brittany to be a free spirit and for you to be conservative <laughs> yes, please do tell I would say because yeah, hold on can I just story. say because the first time I heard Breland speak she walks into the room and she's like if you're horny and you know it clap your hands and starts clapping so like I don't know say more about <laughs> conservative because what are we talking about <laughs> <laughs> that part that part I think when I, I speak I'm definitely a different person that's the anointing I'll say but normally on the day-to-day I'm like very low-key but one story she was in college and she went to a very well-known Christian college and they sent um, a letter home because she got fined because she was dancing on the tables. I was not dancing on the tables (laughs) on campus. Where were you dancing? I was dancing on campus. Oh, she was dancing on campus. You weren't supposed to dance on campus apparently. Really? Some some of my friends asked me to do the Sierra because I thought I was Sierra when I was in college. So they asked me to do her dance and I would do the dances to her videos and I did it one time for open house, did it in a parking lot and I was they was fining me fifty dollars every time. For dancing with all you, but but this but you 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 was like legs spread like you really thought you were Sierra. It, it I, well I really thought I was Sierra, but you know Sierra was really like she she wasn't wild like when you know in the like the goodies and all of that stuff. It was real clean dancing, and so that's all I was doing. And they find me free spirit. Free spirit. I like to dance. And Breland, <laughs> you being conservative means that you you would just. You just stay to yourself. Are you introverted and she's extroverted or is it really? No. Cool? Okay. It's the other way. Yeah. I'm an introverted extrovert. How did no, I say it? I'm Ambivert. an extroverted introvert. Yeah. So one of those. I'm, I have I'm those rather, moments. Yeah, By the end of the day, I'm depleted. She has mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. moments, but she likes being around people more than I do. Yeah. I would say. I'm nicer. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. A few years ago, I had several speaking engagements back to back and it all became too much. I felt overwhelmed and I could tell that I was mentally fatigued. Your girl was burnt out. One of the things I did to get myself recentered again was speak to a therapist. It feels good to express my emotions and thoughts. I could feel the weight of burnout slowly lifting from my shoulders. I'm a huge advocate for therapy and I believe BetterHelp is a wonderful resource to get matched with a therapist that can meet your needs. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com evolve. That's betterhelp.com evolve. How do you think that you all being PKs like help to like bond you or to make you stick together? Oh, I would say Brittany um, is a ride or die for family. Like if you touch me or look at me the wrong way or think you about to say something, 
know Britney is right here, like right here on your, about to be on your neck. So I think that really helped us bond because we stuck together. Like mm-hmm. people weren't going to break us. They weren't going to talk about us um, or do anything to us. So it built us to well, be. they was going to see me. Right. I don't know what that means. I have grown, but, though. Yeah. but it's, no, they was going to see me. They was going to catch these hands. They was going to catch these hands if they mess with us. But these days, you know, God has, God has um, done a really mighty have, work in you. I know. I have very, um, yeah. I don't respond to people on Instagram. Yeah, she's she's definitely that one. Like, if people troll my page, yeah, Brittany, I'm, I'm, Brittany goes back and trolls them back. And no, I don't troll them back. But, you know, <laughs> spam, spam, it's spam, just spam. kind of like because... People don't realize it's almost like our life, their entertainment type mm-hmm. deal. And because of a lot of things that I went through growing up with different people, having so much to say, people lying about different things about me and then attack, attacking me on so many different levels. By the time Breland was like a teenager and all of that, I'm like, oh, no, you're not going to do this to my sister. Like, she should have... She should have the ability to grow, um, grow up like, I don't know, a person needs to grow up. Like she should be able to feel out certain things and to really learn how to love God and really just be able to flourish in a safe environment without all of these like people just coming at her and saying all this kind of stuff. And then what was on her life, it was like, oh no, I gotta protect this baby. Mm. Like, you know, my brother, he he's a little more like, he got his, you know, he he can handle his own, but I just always thought she was just so precious. <laughs> and I'm like, mm because people could just be so ruthless sometimes and treat us like we should never have any faults or never make perfect. any mistakes. We should be perfect as PKs. And then we were the first ones to be used as an example, like, or to try to attack my dad. Like then we were we were big on trying to protect well, I was big on trying to protect my dad and when people would be like, um, oh, that's their pastor daughter, you know, this, that, and the third. So I just would protect all of us. Like I'm like Mm-mm. and we just kinda stuck together. Yeah. She's the glue that keeps us together. Really? Sweet. Do you ever feel the pressure of that? Because it's so funny. I'm, you know, I'm watching your life on Instagram, too. And I can tell even within your family that you've created with your husband, how important family is to you. So I can imagine that's the same spirit that existed with your nuclear family. And I wonder, like, one, Brittany, do you ever feel pressure to be the glue or is it just kind of organic to who you are? And then, Breland, how do you think Brittany receives her own sense of protection and support from other people. This is about to be deep. Um, You know, it is organic to who I am, but at one point it was a lot of pressure. And like my aunt tried to say, you know, look at it like a privilege opposed to pressure, but then it, it became... I couldn't show my own like insecurities and my own fears and my own shortcomings because I felt like, no, I have to keep everybody else together, everybody else in line. And it began to weigh on me like physically. And I started to get really sick physically Mm -hmm. until 
probably about 2019 was when I realized, okay, I got to make some changes and I have to really just, I can still be strong while letting them in, you know, and letting them be the glue when I just need, you know, when I need a break. break. Yeah, Yeah, I'll say just recently you started to let um, other people be the glue for you Mm -hmm. and come in and um, protect her, you know, um, especially, of course, our age gap. There were a lot of things that she didn't share just because it was like, Maybe I can understand or it's not even worth sharing. But now we talk so much more. I probably call you what? So, so all the time. So it was like, every day. But well, that is like day. every other day. Yeah. I just got to make sure she's food. still alive. But because, <laughs> um, you know, she would be like, all right. You can tell when somebody think you call it too much. Um, so I give her her space just a little bit. But I, I noticed now, I like them calls. you know, Strong people need people. Yeah. And you think, um, oh, she's okay. She's fine. She can handle it. But little did we know she was sick, going through so much stuff. And now, um, you know, I wish I could have handled it better or saw it from a different perspective. Um, But, of course, being in a season that I'm in now, I can see a lot better um, just what I'm going through. So you have more compassion and grace for other people. Um, So we talk so much now. I, I give her... Um, the best that I can give her and she responds very well <laughs> surprisingly but she's so um, to herself and she yes. keeps everything um, internally so you have to say like hey what's going on I wonder yeah. so really like, how did seeing this more vulnerable version of Brittany like change the way that you define Brittany because as sisters I feel like we lock into one version of who our sister is and that is the one version that we know and that we understand and then when we're introduced to another version whether it's her becoming a woman or her saying that I'm not as tough as everyone thinks that I am. Sometimes we can kind of force them to be who we knew or we can make space for them to allow this reintroduction. And so I'm wondering, like, how did your definition of Brittany change from maybe let's start with what it was and now how do you see her? And then I I would love if you did the same thing, Brittany, answered that question. Yeah, I... Well, I'll say from the beginning, I always saw her strong, um, very strong um, in opinion and in ways and strong-willed, I would say. She's very strong all around. That's, <laughs> that's to say that in the nicest way possible. Um, but uh, I never really thought she went through anything. And this is probably mm-hmm. the first time I've ever said anything um, about it because she was so like oh I got it I can handle it or if you heard you know like they told her to abort her babies and it was like oh I just believe God <laughs> it was like so you didn't cry <laughs> so you didn't like what does that mean you know like you just oh I just believe God there's nothing wrong my babies are here now and whoop to do and we're here we go um so you never could really kind of tap into mm that vulnerable side of her to see like, okay, did you struggle through that? Did it hurt? Did you want to cry? Did you, you know, any of those things. Um, But now, since we talk so much, I'm seeing this whole other side of her. And I love it. I I love it so much because um, 
Uh, dang, Sarah, this is the first time we've ever really. Oh, yeah, you should, you, like, you, you, you should have you, a you conversation. Up, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, and this is this is maybe she'll share her debut. I don't know if, if you want to. She'll share something on the on the Woman Evolve podcast that she hasn't shared to the world yet. But um, in this season, she's just open. You know, you can tell she's open to a new life. She's open to what God has called her to be. Um. Yeah. She's yeah. This is uh. This is gonna be hard. Uh. But she's she's um. She's just really walking in who she's supposed to be and not allowing anything to stop her or what people may say or even what I may think or what my family may think. She's really accepting um all that she's called to be and to see that is just so. Beautiful. I can say I've never seen my sister more happy mm. um, in the last, I mean, year or two uh, than she's ever been in her life. Um, this is just her time, and I'm excited to see this because she's so open to the possibilities of life and um, not just caring about everybody else, but caring about Brittany. She's taking care of her body. She dropped the kids off like, hey, I'm going out. You know, all those things. Because she don't, nobody watch her kids. You don't, she won't ask you to watch her You literally have to say, hey, let me have your kids for like a day. And she'd be like, uh, okay, all right. I'll think about it. But that's just who she is. Um, but to see this new side of her is just, um, it's just, uh, it's. What? <laughs> I need a tissue ready. <laughs> Answer the question. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> okay, so I hate to interrupt all of this good conversation, but I wanted you to know that I want to talk to you too. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your thoughts and opinions. You can send me your application, your video to be a co-host to podcast at womanevolve.com. Let me know what it is you want to talk about, why it's important to you that you be on the podcast. Maybe you're like, girl, I am not going to be on anybody's podcast. I don't do talking to people. First of all, this is a sign. Overcome yourself. But if not, you can send me an advice question. Podcast at womanevolve.com. Okay, let's get back to the podcast. I can ask you a different question. I'd like to know what broke you open. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, you know, it's so funny because I was, when I was talking to God this morning, praying about um, everything that we was going to talk about, we was going to share. And I was like, oh, well, I might as well. And then when you said it just now, I said, okay, okay, I'll talk about it. But, um, for a long time, I, because I want to protect my parents, because I want to protect my family, I even got into the habit of trying to protect God because I felt mm -hmm. like, and Christians as a whole, because Ooh. I just felt like people, people don't see like real Christians. And even if I like to have fun, I like to be a free spirit, like, I am serious about the way that I love God, like, and how hard I go for him. And I wanted people to know, like, no, like, there are actually real, like, people who are living a certain lifestyle, you know, to please God. Like, it, it's possible. But it got to the point where 
I don't know. I guess I tried to be <laughs> God. That yeah. you know, it, it just wasn't even it wasn't even healthy, um, and I wasn't allowing anybody to come in. And people didn't know that I had been going through a lot of my own personal things for a really long time because it wasn't that I was putting on or that I was faking or any of that. It was just I've always wanted to be happy within myself, you know, even in really bad situations. Like I have story after story after story as far as um, them telling me to abort my child as far as having miscarriages and late-term miscarriages as far as being molested and I have I have story after story after story but people would never know because I I decided when I was young that I would never be a victim mm -hmm. like regardless of what happened to me um I would always I will always make the best of whatever I could so that I could just kind of stay lighthearted. but what I didn't realize is I was compartmentalizing all of those things instead of really allowing Jesus, God, you know, to really just heal me and allow people, you know, my connection and my relationships to help with that healing. And <clears throat> last year, something, you know, there was a, a shift, a big push into me having to be just open and real with myself and my husband and I have actually been separated for like the past year. And that was something that was like the scariest thing for me because I kind of knew, I knew what it was doing to me mentally and physically. I knew all of those things. And he's not a bad guy, like at all. But it just, you know, it just is a lot, is a lot going on. And, but I didn't care. I was just going, cause I'm like, no, my parents can marriage made easy and I'm going to do everything I got to do. We're going to make this work. We're going to figure it out. We got these kids. If you think I'm about to be single <laughs> with five kids, it's not happening. Like, and then I'm like, what would people think if, you know, they know like, okay, I'm adopting or fostering kids. And then I'm, I'm going to reintroduce them to trauma of divorce, or, you know, and all of those kind of things. And I, Breland, I think, had called me on the phone. And it was crazy because I kept all of everything in. Yeah, I <laughs> like, started to hear talks about things in the family. You know how whispers start to happen in the family. For sure. Wait a minute. I was like, I have everything no, in. No, no, no. But she called me, like, before anybody even knew, she called me and she said, because the only people I had told was my mom, my dad, and one of my aunts. And two of my aunts and she was the first person who asked me how I was she didn't go into fix it mode she didn't go and I was scared to tell her like I, I ain't even gonna hold you I was scared to tell her I'm like no way like she thinks you know the world I, mean, I do not need her to like fire and brimstone me right now like Jesus I can't <laughs> Like, I'm really doing all that I have to be doing as a Christian woman. Like, please don't fire and brimstone me right now, Brina. But um, she called, she said, okay, stop. How are you? Mm. 
and nobody had asked me that. So I just was like, and I bust out crying. And she was like, you the reason I've been feeling this way. She was like, I've been feeling so low. I've been feeling suicidal. I've been feeling, she just started, she started ripping off all of these different things that I had been feeling. And she was like, you're not a failure. You know, and she did all. She said all the stuff, and at the end, she was like, "And hey, you will never go another day feeling unprotected." And I just was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I bust out crying. I just sit on the bed because I'm like, "Okay, God." And in that moment, I knew I was gonna be okay, like regardless, because it was just kind of another reminder of. God's faithfulness like I got you like you worried about all of these different things because I'm thinking I know how I hear from God but the people closest to me while I'm going through this stuff I'm like how are they not hearing how are they not seeing like I know I can put on a smile and really kind of like breeze through certain things but it's like how are they you know missing certain things and then I had to remind myself like while my dad was like in the hospital and when he was pretty much getting ready, the doctors were like, he wasn't gonna make it. Um, they had sent me to church because it was like, she, you know, we in faith for this and she's gonna be the only one who would be able to hold it together. While they tell everybody and what nobody knew is I was miscarrying that day. I actually mm-hmm. flushed my baby down the toilet that night. And, um, it's just been like situation after situation like that. And it's like, this is why they don't know. Because you've gotten so good at being okay. They even sometimes second guess God telling them, hey, she need, you know, some help because you don't you don't learn how to do this. So you don't got so good at being here and holding everything together. And because I really be feeling like, no, I'm trusting God. I'm gonna be okay. But I'm not using my sisters. I'm not using my, my the people who God put in my life for me to lean on too. And so in that moment last year was probably the closest that I would say I had ever been with her. And I knew from then on it was it was gonna shift. And she called me every day. She was sending food to the house. You know, she's like, How you doing? <laughs> Wake up! Did you start your day today? And I'm like, I'm start calling you again. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, get off my that. phone. But and she would pray, and then she would, you know, not many people really want to keep my guests. A lot of them, and I get it. And the thing is, I enjoy them being with me. So it's rare that you know I have a babysitter, but. Um, they all just kind of band together, like we'll, you know, bring food, help, came, help clean the house, keep the kids, you know, um, have somebody help teach them with homeschool, you know, and all of that. So it, it really shifted for me with Breland when she was so sensitive to God Mm -hmm. to, you know, just be there for me like that in that moment. And then to actually stick through it. Cause you have some people who'll call you, who'll pray with you in that moment, um, you know, and will kind of, kind of fizzle away eventually. But 
she did like she stayed on it like she kept calling she kept praying and she kept reminding me like uh uh-uh, we got this god got this like regardless of what happens we gonna you gonna be okay the kids gonna be okay. She's like, if all y'all gotta move in with me, I said, girl, you do not want that. Like, you do not want that. You just talk out of emotion right now. My kids are driving nuts. <laughs> um, but it really shifted for me because it was like I got to a point where I started to see her as untouchable because of how she was like, um, with her being conservative, I wouldn't say like, um, I don't I don't really know. I'm trying to figure out the best way to put this. Because with her being conservative and me being like a free spirit, our family, they joke about that a lot and be like, you know, bringing really the save one. And I'm like, but I'm saved too. <laughs> like, <laughs> too. I really am. Like, I like tattoos and piercings and to dance out in public, you know, but I really love God with my whole heart. Like, I'm trying to tell y'all, it's real. Like, but it, it kind of put us, it kind of almost pitted us yeah. against each other. Like, even people in the church would be like your sister speaks you know teaches and you don't and i'm like they actually teach all the time but i don't want to if i don't feel like i say no (laughs) i'm like if i don't feel like i should be talking about it i'm not just going to be talking just to be talking i'm not going to be i'm not going to do that like if i feel like god is like this is what you need to be talking about this is what you need to be saying there's a group of people who are going to be blessed you know from this then i'm for it but just to be getting up teaching all the time, I, I just wasn't, I, I, I wasn't interested. And she was, but people use that like, well, your sister do this and your sister do that and your sister all over the place. And I'm like, yeah, my sister's amazing. Like, go away. <laughs> but it, it put us in like this weird yeah. place where it, it was almost like people tried to have us competing. Mm-hmm. And, um, then with her husband, you know, and he is over the top and amazing. And everybody's like, her husband do all this. Her husband do all that. He is here. He is there. And I'm like, and it's another level of this that they're doing to me. But, um, and I'm just as proud as I could be. But it put me, I almost allowed it to put me in a position where I couldn't even get what I needed from out of our relationship because Mm -hmm. of what I felt she may feel with it all. And so in that moment when she talked to me, she just kind of said everything that she said and she was she actually showed up for me. It reminded me like, this is my sister, like this is my friend, like this is my prayer uh, partner. You know, this is somebody who I don't have to pretend you know, I don't have to, I don't have to put on, you know, for my sister. Like, I can call her and tell her, like, I'm sad. Like, today is a rough day. And she like, girl, I would bet that was me yesterday. Let's pray about this, that, and the third. You know, it's, it's so, it has, it, it is now like iron sharpened iron for real. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of like, 
flaws and all, just expose things. This is what God is sharing with me. This is what I'm not feeling today. This is what I need you to pray for. I need you to come get these kids. Oh, let's go out. Like, it is so balanced now. And it really, I would say, in the past year, it's just like, oh, yes, this is my sister. (laughs) (laughs) We are sisters. (laughs) I would agree. Yeah, so. It really sounds like vulnerability and empathy allowed you all to really create intimacy within your sisterhood. And I feel like it took both of you coming to a place where you didn't mind not playing a role or a character anymore, but just like really being authentic and daring to share that authenticity. And I wonder if that's what keeps sisters from experiencing the beauty of sisterhood, not the competition of it, not the, you know, failure of it or the disrespect of it, but to really experience the beauty of sisterhood, it takes two people, right? It can't just be one-sided, two people willing to be vulnerable, respectful, authentic, and empathetic towards the other woman and to let go of this expectation of like how the other person should be so that you can receive them for who they are. And it sounds like that's what you all have learned in your adulthood version of sisterhood. Is that true? Absolutely. Perfectly said. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Perfectly said because I, it's something I always wanted, but didn't know how to attack it. You know, it's like I've always wanted to be like, oh, that's my best friend. That's my sister. And to see other relationships like that flourish, I just always say, oh, well, we're six years apart. You know, we'll probably never be that close. Mm -hmm. And now, because I felt like we both got to a place where we wanted something different and wanted to just like level up to be like, oh, no, we can actually show other people that we can be sisters because people will always say, oh, you guys are so close. And we would be like, yeah, yeah <laughs> sure. We, yeah, we are. Sure, we are. Sure. And as sisters, yeah, but taking it to that next level where we're actually friends because you can be a sister, but when yeah. you're not a friend is totally different and we were sisters we loved each other you weren't gonna come on my turf and talk about her like even though people try to put us together and even growing up our parents would say stuff like uh, like they always say oh Breland can't dance but Brittany is a dancer mm-hmm. and one day I realized I love to dance I can't dance a <laughs> lick but I love to dance so I, I, you know, I was like can you teach me a TikTok dance and she was screaming but we're now learning different things about our relationship that we love to do and communication is key you know if you want something go after it you know um, I knew she wasn't going to reject me in a way of like oh girl I, I knew she wasn't so um, just knowing that we were connected and protected together it's it's made our relationship so much more um, enjoyable and even when we come around it's like hi and my parents are like well you don't do that for me because I don't like you <laughs> no, I don't like you like you know that <laughs> that's what my parents but, say you know, I, they said they don't see Cora yeah. until I come into town they're like I don't see her until you here <laughs> that's how it is because you know we've grown up together we're going to be together I mean ride or die or live or whatever it may be um, but it it, it took absolutely two people making a decision that we weren't going to care about what she thought you know in the end but to know you have somebody to cover you and to protect you and to go beyond this um 
you know, pretend person on this outlook. It's like, I go through things too. Yeah. As great as Tim is, I need somebody to talk to about him. Like, girl, can you believe this boy? <laughs> you know, and who was still respect him right. and not talk about him after or be mad later because we were mad at each other. And I'm like, I'm over that. And she's no, still mad. Somebody that would yeah. really love him. Yeah, it's like, girl, get over it. That's my man. I was with you. I, and I was yeah, tripping and he was tripping, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's my business, okay? So we gonna be together, okay? Either he gonna stick with me or he gonna stick with me. So, um, but she'll tell me, you know, somebody will tell you that, hey, you're wrong. It's not him this time. It's you. And I'm not easily moved by people. Like, you're not gonna just tell me what to do. I'm very hard-headed. Um, but the Lord is working on me. Um, so it takes a special individual yes. to know how to navigate <laughs> To communicate to me, to yes, tell God. me, um, you know, to help me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So I allow her to be, you know, one of those those people. <sighs> Everybody who knows me knows that I love to cook, but in the summertime, I'm on summer break like everyone else in this house. I prefer to spend less time in the kitchen and more time relaxing. Thanks to HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, I get to do just that. I'm spending up to 30 minutes in the kitchen cooking this amazingly good recipe that are basically foolproof. You literally cannot mess it up. Sis, let's come into agreement that we can stop sweating our edges out while cooking a good meal. Start today by going to HelloFresh.com slash WomanEvolve16 and use code WomanEvolve16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. 16 free meals? Are you kidding me? Even if you're going away for the summer, HelloFresh will meet you there. I love the flexibility of HelloFresh. They are giving us the easy option of changing our delivery address to wherever we're vacationing. Cooking on vacation, it sounds like coins being saved. Eating out on vacation is a bill that you can avoid by using HelloFresh. Spend those coins on souvenirs, dope adventures, or add them to your next vacation. Go to HelloFresh.com slash WomanEvolve16 and use code WomanEvolve16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Okay, we have to answer an advice question before we go. But Brittany, I want to thank you just for sharing your story and for sharing your your truth with us. I know it's going to help a lot of people. I know what it costs to really share your soul like that. So I thank you. I I feel like I relate to you because Cora was the saved one in our family and I was the one who was me. So (laughs) I was the one who was me. me. (laughs) (laughs) But God, okay. Yes. Okay, so here's our question. It says, hey, big sis, how are you? So this might be long. I don't know how, but I'll type it out and see how it goes. So I recently turned 20 and I was really excited about it. My relationship with God was doing all the right things. I felt like I had grown so much in that. But right now I'm scared to even say hi to him. So last year I got into a situation ship. It didn't last long, though. He got back with his ex. What's funny is he didn't tell me he had gotten back with her and he kept talking to 
us both. When I found out, I kind of tapped out, but this guy has a hold on me. So anyway, long story short, I moved on and started working on my relationship with God and it was flourishing. In August, he texted me and told me he was attacked and that he really needed to talk to me and me like a fool went running to see what was going on. I ended up losing my virginity that day. We kept contact for a good two to three weeks, then quiet on each other. I blocked him on the socials, but my heart was still right in his hands. Anyway, he texted me again in November and told me he was trying to reach me on my socials. And I found myself at his place again. And well, we had sex again. I felt my relationship with God, everything I had worked to build up just slipped out of my hands. I recently moved to school and I have and I have quick access to him. I'm so scared of losing God. I know the advice might be sis move on and all that. And I know that. What I want to know is how I've tried to for so long and I keep finding myself back here. I don't know if any of this makes sense, but there you have it. I feel like there's more to this story because I didn't even go to talk about the childhood trauma. I would like to get there therapy, but this is Zambia. They don't do that here. LOL. Please help me. Big sis, Auntie Sarah, please. So I'm going to let the sisters kick it off. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> The, the first thing is you can never be too far from God. God is going to always be there for you. It's, the Bible says he's even married to the backslider, so he's there for you. He already knew that you were going to have, you know, all these back and forth and these one nights and hope they were good. But, you know, <laughs> what? I don't Breland. know if I can say that. I don't know, I don't know if I can say that. You know, you know what? Hold it. Hold it. But good. I last it. No, but. You know, because some that could be it's okay. I won't yeah. go into that. No, but, it could. It could have a hold on you that it shouldn't. It's right. Yeah. Like, so okay, right. Wait. Right. Is it? Right. Wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was one of our. That was like a sister thing, about. right? Yeah, it no, it thing. is more. It, yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. So she see my mother. She came back to my mother. <laughs> Anyway, I'll start from the beginning. I would say that, again, you're never too far from God, and he's always there for you, regardless of what you do, what decisions you make, um, what's going on in your life. Um, But with this, it may be connected to some childhood trauma, like she mentioned, and what she finds in this particular guy. She's getting something that she didn't get maybe when she was a child. So she's looking for this connection, you know, as a child to get from him. Um, So she's probably connecting those two together, but it's really finding what that is so you can attack it. Because when you find out what you're looking or what you're getting and what, how it makes you feel, Mm -hmm. you can be able to say Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is how it makes me feel, but this is where I want to go. So it's being able to identify that portion and being able to move forward. But it is something that um, you have to walk through. It's not something like a genie where I could just tell you, boom, the soul tie is gone and we pray. It's something that you're going to have to walk through day by day to say a daily decision like, okay, I'm not going to text him. I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to go to his house. Um, But where there's no vision, the people perish. So if you don't have any vision for your life of not wanting to be with him, you'll go back every single time. But if that doesn't line up with your vision, Life, you'll make decisions that ultimately glorify God and connect you to your Yeah, no, that's really good. And take it day by day. Like sometimes I realize when I put like really, really big goals on me, like I'm not going to do this ever again. Those are usually the ones that I'm right back in. But when I say, okay, today I'm not going to do that. Like, and I just focus 
it's on today and I wake up, have my time with God, do my work with my kids, find something fun yeah. that I laugh, you know, something practical that I can do the next day. I'm not going to do it again. Oh, he texted me because what I realized, the minute that I'm doing good <laughs> is usually <laughs> when they like that's that's what and, and baby, you really going to have to realize that it's it's going to have to be. Ooh, I must be doing real good because he just hit me up. Say no that time. Yeah. You don't have to just just focus on no that time. Oh, no, I'm busy. The next time, say no that time too, and your no gets stronger and stronger and stronger. But you you really gonna have to kick the regret, and you really gonna have to know that it's no condemnation for those Christ. And you you take that conviction, and you you help you let it help you yeah. to grow, and just take it day by day. Just every morning, say I'm gonna do something that makes me smile and make God proud today. Mm. Text you, say no, because he is going to text you. Yeah, he's going to call you. He's going to find you. Just know that it's not even honestly him digging you. It's the devil coming after your peace of mind, your grace, you know, your strength, you know, your glory, where you're going, like where he knows he don't want to. He just does. He don't want to see you get there. So if you see it like the guy is not even really into you, it's just the devil attacking where he know you trying to be it'll help you you. I love that so much I feel like that's something that we don't hear a lot when people are trying to move on from a relationship is like you can just take it day by day because we're trying to fit like a lifetime worth of I will never into something that we just had yesterday so taking it day by day feels like such wisdom I agree with everything you all said I don't think I can add anything to it except for um, you said that they don't do that therapy thing where you are from and I feel like that's true in a lot of places like in our culture in our community we don't do the therapy thing and I just want you and anyone else listening to understand that just because you don't have therapists doesn't mean that you can't begin to unwind your childhood trauma there are so many books I'm thinking about Homecoming by John Bradshaw about healing your inner child so many different podcasts so many different YouTube videos that you can avail yourself to so don't let the fact that you don't have access to therapy make you feel like you have to stay wounded there are so many things that we can do without the support of another person that God will bless so that we can continue to see ourselves evolve and grow into the best version of ourselves so that's my two cents this was great so good how y'all feel about it how y'all feel about it thank you for having us Awesome. I mean, I if more was a therapy session for us, you know, <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to share everything, but praise God, we made it through. <laughs> I was about to, I, I, I wasn't sure. I still, oh, I should have had tissues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Girl. Yeah, girl. It was great. Thank you both. Thank you so much. No, thank you. thank you. Thank you. And you look beautiful too. Oh, yes. thank you, child. I'm. I. It's. It's a struggle today, but we here. Okay. <laughs> you here with your pink lips. Yes. <laughs> okay. I love y'all. See you on the Instagram. All right. Love, love you too. Bye. Bye.
Breland and Brittany. Yo, we want in. We want to come to the cookouts. We want to come to the family reunions. We want to braid hair together. We want to babysit the children. We want in. We want all of the things. Adopt us. Please adopt us as your sisters. If not, just know that we'll continue praying and loving on you from afar. It was honestly an absolute pleasure to kick back and hang with you both today. Thanks for sharing your sisterly vibes over the delegation. All right, now listen, we are halfway through the year and you still haven't set time aside to co-host with me. It's given we're not besties and I don't like that, okay? I'm, I'm kind of kidding, but I'm kind of not. I want your advice questions. I want you to host the podcast with me and you can do both of those things by emailing podcast at womanevolve.com. Create a fake email address. You don't want us in your business. That ain't no problem. Just find a fake account and send us your advice question or tell us you don't want us to name your name, change some of the details, but still put it in there. But get our advice on what's happening in your world because we want to know how we can serve you. And it usually helps someone else put words to their own questions. I'm waiting for you. Co-host, advice question, podcast at womanevolve.com. Your week is going to be great. I love you. See you soon.